Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Free on Free Podcast Overtime Edition. Tonight we are joined by Manchester Storms netminder Alex Oldell. Alex, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad, mate. So, we'll get into that question. What made you become a goalie? Uh, it started off, I, I was a player uh, originally for, for roller hockey Uh that was probably when I was maybe eight or nine years old, uh, and it was it's it's uncommon at that age for for a kid to be, I suppose, so defensively focused. Uh, I believe that you could win a game by stopping goals going in your own net as opposed to putting them in the other net. Uh, and at that age, it's just it was just so uncommon for for a kid to think like that because it's normally like, oh, I want to score all the goals. Uh, kind of mindset that's that's common in in hockey players that age. Uh so when it became sort of like common knowledge that that was the way that I thought and that was the way that I wanted to play the game, it kind of made sense for me to be edged towards the net. Uh more by coaches than parents. It actually took a little bit of convincing for uh for my mum and dad to let me go in the net. But uh, yeah, I think it was just just more of like a defensively minded. I was very focused on stopping goals going in in my own net rather than being bothered about scoring them at the other side. Uh, which which ultimately I think is what kind of pushed me towards the like defensive side of the game as opposed to the offensive side. And you're a Sheffield lad. It's Sheffield's a bit better system set up, especially in youth ice hockey, than it is in other areas of the country. But you, with the Stormers, uh, the Steel Hawks, talk to us about those times growing up. Because I mean, you're playing for those guys at 14. Was it your first your first games in that in that in that level? Yeah. So I, uh, I'm like you said. I, I started like the transition over to ice hockey when I was 14. Uh, that was sort of my first season. I didn't really know much about the sport other than having watched it a few times, kind of been interested in roller hockey at that age. Sort of made me interested in ice hockey. Uh, so you weren't a young first five, six years old. You weren't into ice hockey at all. It wasn't there. No, something... I, no okay. I didn't even know the sport existed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was literally so the roller hockey was was a birthday party was how it started uh, where I, I was maybe four or five years old uh, and I ended up just just skating on like a just a normal kid's birthday party I suppose uh, where well, I must have absolutely loved it at the time and uh, I kind of just just went from there really I just skated for maybe three or four years after that uh, until a coach watched me skate just on like a, a public session, I suppose. And uh, just asked me if I'd ever thought about trying. And then from the skating, I moved on to the roller hockey. Then I loved the roller hockey, started watching the ice hockey and then kind of made that jump over. Uh, but yeah, like you said, 
Stormers when I was like 14, 14 years old-ish was kind of my first season. And then I played the two years at Stormers for like 14, 15 kind of thing. And then there was Steel Hawks, which was interrupted by COVID actually. Yeah. Uh, which was quite a confusing time for everyone, not just me or the hockey community. Uh, so we only kind of got two of the three years out of the under 18s, like maybe a year and a half, two years. I'm not, not quite sure. Uh, and then from that age group, I kind of moved up to Blackburn, which was last season, which was my first senior season of hockey. And then from Blackburn, obviously very fortunate to, to receive the offer that I, I did. And, I'm still pursuing sort of thing. And uh talk to us about Blackburn. So what, you seventeen turning eighteen, uh, and you're playing you're getting your twenty odd games. What was how was the baptism of fire and playing uh hockey really and they're playing against uh guys a lot of guys in that team in that league, they've been around the block a bit. Yeah, I thought uh I thought the league as a whole was was brilliant to be honest. Uh, especially Blackburn. I, I wouldn't have a bad thing to say about Blackburn. The the staff there, the way it was run, the the lads, like your teammates sort of thing. Obviously, teammates change from year to year, but that year in specific, when I was there last season, the, there wasn't any of the lads in there that I could have said anything bad about. And the way that, th- like I said, the way that things were run, the, the coaching, the management, equipment, stuff like that, Everything was always what what you wanted it to be, kind of what you expected to happen. Always did happen. The fans were great. The I mean, the facilities. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Everyone knows that the rink's not like the best in the world, but they tried their absolute best to to give us everything they could have. Like the changing rooms would always be set up for us. Always be clean for us. The ice would always be ready for us. So. I honestly couldn't say anything bad about Blackburn. The the side of things sort of focusing more on like the hockey and the development again, I thought was great. It was it was where I needed to be at last season. Uh it was an opportunity that gave me enough game time to be able to develop. Uh without sort of overwhelming me. With it being my first senior year, it wasn't sort of something that like I said, like overwhelmed. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe the right way to say it, but for instance, if I was to play in like the the NIHL, that'd have probably been too much, especially yeah. getting like twenty game games of game time. Uh, so I think Blackburn was definitely the right place to be. Uh, after the years that I'd been in Sheffield, I think the change of scenery, the change of faces, getting to meet new coaches was also the right thing to do at the time. And that's nothing against Sheffield. Uh, the coaches there through the junior and even the ones at the senior level that I knew very well were all brilliant. But I think it was important for me to get that kind of change of scenery, like I said. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Well, I mean, to be fair, I'm, I'm surprised that the sort of the speed of where you've progressed so quickly. Um, Cause I was just about to say that 
when we first spoke back in December, just before you went to play for GB and obviously had your first GB start. And I must admit, I thought you'd been playing hockey for years, you know, obviously as an on ice hockey. To go from being a roller hockey guy <laughs> four years playing for GB is insane. How did you find that first experience you had playing for the national team and making that start on home ice a few weeks ago? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was sort of overwhelming, actually. Uh, it was it was on my 19th birthday that I managed to get that game time. So uh, on that day, like when we got back to the hotel, I was kind of like sat in my room just thinking like, oh, it was meant to be. <laughs> it's, my, it's my birthday. I'm away with the lads and I got the game time. Uh, I think I couldn't just pinpoint that one game. Whether I was playing or not, the experience as a whole, especially to be hosting the tournament, uh, in, in our own country. Uh, I think that was great. Like, for me, obviously, I'd have liked to have played every minute, but that's that's not me being kind of, like, selfish. That's just me wanting the game time. Uh, but, again, to see Ben do well, uh, he, he got goalie of the tournament. He, he played a good tournament. He had, a, he had some good stats in... Every game and overall stats were great. I, I was happy to be there. Uh, like the ice time we'd get every morning to train and skate. It, it was just brilliant on a whole. That I, I don't think I could pinpoint anything in that tournament that I could kind of like separate from anything else. I, I think the whole experience was just really enjoyable from start to finish. I bet. It's lucky luck. You, you're obviously getting good at it. Off the back of being Warrior of the Month, you've only been playing hockey in this like league for a little over a month and playing regularly. You're Player of the Month. You must be thinking, well, I can do anything. I can play in any league. Just bring it to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think it's important to not kind of run before I can walk. So to be able to achieve something like the Player of the Month, I'm, I'm very grateful for. I'm also, I suppose, very humble about. I uh, I didn't expect it by any means. Did, did I expect to to get the Warrior of the Month? Uh, it was unfortunate what happened to Evan, which is our starting goalie, uh, to to kind of go from something like it was absolutely fine to out of nowhere being concussed. Uh, that was kind of like out of the blue. And for me that day, I'm not sure if this is kind of common knowledge across the hockey world. Uh, the, the day of the game where Evan got injured, I actually travelled from my best friend's funeral that morning. So for me to, to step up and play that game was probably the most difficult thing I did last year. Like throughout the whole of 2023, I think that game day where I travelled straight from Chef, I, I was in Sheffield, obviously back home for uh, whatever we, we had to do that morning. I went straight from Sheffield to the rink and then 12 minutes into the game, Evan obviously was brought off for, for his concussion. And then Matt kind of said to me, like, you're up, we, we, we don't have a choice. Like, I'm sorry, I, I didn't want to play. Yeah. Like, it wasn't my intention, but just see it through kind of whatever happens. He was like, I'll be proud of you whether you, you let none in or 10 in. He was like, please just 
don't feel any sort of pressure. Just go out there and enjoy yourself. And uh, we ended up going out there and winning by one goal, which kind of the the emotions after that game were were unreal. I didn't know whether to to laugh or to cry or to hug people. I, I was kind of all over the place, to be honest. Uh, and then Matt kind of said to me, like, I, I understand things are tough, but we're, we're going to have to play you pretty much for December until we can either bring a guy in, which is when Logan stepped in uh, for for that Sheffield game until he un- unfortunately also picked up a, a slight injury, but he's doing okay. Uh, Matt kind of just said to me, like, I'm sorry the timing's so bad, but we we got to play you. So I just took it in my stride and thought I'd just take it game day by game day, minute by minute when I'm on the ice and what will be will be and whatever the scoreline says or whatever happens in any of the games, kind of just see see through the next minute and eventually when the 60 minutes are up, whatever's on the scoreline will stand and you just got to keep smiling through it and push on to the next day. Well, I mean, to, to be going to a funeral of anyone is, is bad, but your best mate at your age is phenomenal and to have the, the mental strength to, to go through that, that's more than commendable. Of course, as you mentioned, you've been making quite a few starts and probably starts you didn't expect to be making and ironically, every other game seems to be against the Steelers. It must be quite <laughs> weird for you as Sheffield lads, you know, when you play against Sheffield almost every week, it must be quite bizarre. Yeah, I... Uh... <laughs> I actually joke about this quite a lot with with some of the boys uh, because as as everyone can probably figure out, I was I was a Steelers fan until I kind of stepped up into the league. Uh, I, I trained with Manchester last season, which is when I kind of obviously came to watch Manchester play and kind of followed their their supporting group. But to go from like the feeling of knowing that I used to go to the Steelers games and watch them and, and love how they play and all that kind of things that like a young aspiring hockey player that's a fan of a pro team, like the thoughts that they would have to starting a game against them and losing 4-2 to arguably the best team in the league. Was was so overwhelming, and then for us to play them, like you said, probably literally two or three times a month <laughs> for the past three months was <laughs> was kind of weird. Uh, I don't really know how to take it on at first. Like the the first time I iced against Sheffield was was in their place in the big arena, uh, where I was put on for like the final. I think it was six or eight minutes of the game. Uh, and I got in the net and uh, I kind of said some words to myself under the helmet, which I, I probably won't say on the podcast, but it was kind of like, wow, I used to sit in this stadium looking at this ice and now I'm stood on this ice looking at the stadium. Like, this is real. Uh, and and yeah, I think the first time it, it properly hit me that like that's my hometown I knew probably a hundred people in the crowd that night that are just like friends and family that obviously live in Sheffield and and said like yeah we we support Steelers 
Alex, you're going to be there. Let's kill two birds with one stone and come and watch. And then for me to be on there and kind of just seeing familiar faces in the crowd, it, it was it was definitely an experience. I, I'm not quite sure how I'd explain it, but it, it was great. It was good fun. I enjoyed every minute of it. I always do when I'm on the ice. Uh, but but yeah, to, to play Sheffield and having grown up watching those players play, for instance, like Robert Dowd has been in the game for years. I've watched him ever since the first time I went to watch hockey. To now, to now be competing against him in, in like a serious environment where winning's winning, losing's losing. It's, you got to get the points. It's, it's definitely weird. Yeah, I can imagine. And, my missus and I watched the Sheffield games and I remember seeing you coming out thinking, oh my God, that kid's legs are going to be like jelly and, and a <laughs> fair play, <laughs> you somehow got through it. You maybe touched on uh, like Dowd, obviously growing up as well. Like you say, you, you're a Steelers fan. You talked about, of course, how mad it has been from watching in the stands, especially on the ice, playing against the Steelers. Who did you actually look up to in terms of the players that when you were a kid going to that arena, you thought, yeah, I wouldn't you want to be like him? Any players that sort of stood out for you from when you were a bit younger that you wanted to sort of be like when you get older? Okay, you're a goalie as opposed to an out skater, but who did you sort of, uh, you know, idolise growing up? Uh, in terms of like Steelers or like the Elite League, Ben uh, Bounds, I actually looked up quite a lot to, uh, with him being sort of homegrown British talent. Uh, Received quite a lot of attention. It didn't take long before I figured out who he was when I got into sort of the hockey world. Uh, I'd I'd travelled to Cardiff to go and see him sort of play, not wow. not for any reason or any sort of real support towards Cardiff, but I, I did make a few trips over. Uh, wow. Probably more so when they were playing Sheffield, but I'd, I would like to go over there. <laughs> as like a, a young teenager uh, to, to go and watch Ben, ultimately. Having uh, did a few camps with him as well, I uh, I did really like sort of the way that he played. Uh, I don't think jealousy is the right word, but the attention that he received for being so good and being a Brit kind of made me want to be like him and, and want to grow up to, to kind of fill his shoes at some point of the years. Uh, but yeah, I, I've always thought he's a, he's a great goal. He's a great guy. Uh, so I think, I think for the elite league and sort of British hockey and kind of the pros that I'd have watched all the time growing up, I think uh, Bounds is definitely like the first person that my mind goes to. Never know. One day you could be replacing Ben Bounds. You never know. But I, I would sort of uh, try to become your, your agent. One thing before Scott goes back in. Um, of course, just turned 19. Uh, still quite young. You're clearly a mature guy. I mean, the answers you're giving are just... Scott and I are like just smirking at each other. Like, this guy's unreal. Do you feel that at being just turned 19 and your mates are out drinking and clubbing and doing what young lads do, do you think you miss out on those sort of experiences or are you just all about your hockey and you don't give a shit about missing on, you know, young blokes activities we see on a Friday night? I think uh, I have very understanding friends, which I'm very fortunate for. Uh, so like if it's a Friday or a Saturday and 
like I, I get home pretty often to see like my mum and dad and stuff. So if we have a Friday where we just skate in the morning, like today, for example, we skated in the morning uh, and then kind of just we're given the rest of the day to prepare for tomorrow kind of thing. It's only an hour drive to, to sort of like my parents' house. So I, I do get home quite often and friends will be yeah, we're going to go to the pub, to the club, sports bar, like whatever whatever they're doing on a Friday or a Saturday. Uh, and and they're always understanding. So I think I don't really feel much pressure to to want to be there. So it's kind of just a, a more of a choice. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy going out and seeing them. And like, if we do have a few days off, you'll probably find me in the sports bar watching NHL or football <laughs> or whatever's on. But uh, drinking, I'm not bothered about any anything else that's kind of like pub or club related. I'm not bothered about. And, and even when I do go, like, for instance, I'll go out and I'll I'll do the night out. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm still just a 19-year-old guy. I'll do the night out and I won't have a single drink and I'll drive home the same night. Like I'll still be there. I'll be there for the vibe. I'll I'll be there to have a good time, but I I don't need alcohol or anything that you'd kind of associate with a night out to to feel like I need to have a good time. I have perfectly good friends that whatever we're doing, we can always have a good time. So sure, I'll go to the pub and play pool, watch football, whatever you want to do. But I'm fine just kind of drinking water while I'm there. Uh, as John said, the maturity levels of someone who's 19 and the professionalism is shining through for someone who I've obviously I've only got to see this year. Uh, didn't know much about you, but, you know, it's it's been great to see Alex. Alex, you've, as you mentioned with Ben, you've been to the, the, the camps with him. You've also got a head coach who was a goalie in this league. Evan's come in this year. How much of a sponge are you taking off all these different guys that you you've come into contact with in the last year? I think maybe not necessarily just over the last year. I yeah. I try to to be a sponge off anybody that I meet, whether that be a player, a goalie, a coach, a, a fan. I I always make time to listen to everyone's opinion and what someone's got to tell me. Uh, like I think I think my dad's my biggest coach, despite him never actually playing the game. Uh, I always take into consideration what, what anybody's got to tell me. And if someone tells me something that I might even completely disagree with, I'll try it because why not? Like I, I have the time on the ice uh, to be able to try it. Uh, I have the the coaching staff and people around me that know more than enough about the game to tell me whether something's right or wrong. Uh, so... So I think to answer your question specifically just about this year, I think Evan's a great guy. Uh, obviously plays the game very well, puts up pretty insane numbers. So I, I suppose it kind of speaks for itself how good he really is. And then to be able to spend sort of every day on the ice with him, you not maybe not just me, but you're bound to pick up something from watching his game, whether that be you like how he plays the puck or you like how he stands. It could just be something as simple as that. But I think 
it could even be a subconscious thing. Like, I, I'm always going to pick up parts of somebody's game if I watch them for long enough. Uh, and and I really don't see see much of much of a fault in any part of Evan's game. So I, I do definitely take the time to watch him. And then, like you said about Matt, for instance, being an ex-goalie, ex-pro, kind of played everywhere you'd want to play as a as an aspiring goalie. Uh, he's definitely a great model to uh, role model to look up to. He he definitely knows his stuff. He's he's very hockey wise. I suppose would be the right terminology. <laughs> he's a uh, he's played against thousands of different pros. He knows sort of all areas of the game. And in, even if he's not actively playing as a goalie right now, he he always takes the time out to answer any questions that I might have, or even if there's something that I'm unsure of, or kind of like a, a movement or a position that I'd maybe like to tweak slightly, or have have a question about he's he's always the first person to jump at it and say like yeah sure what do you need and it could be anything it could be I'm not happy with how I'm sitting on my post I'm not happy with how I'm standing uh, anything you need like you can just reach to him and again he'll he'll throw whatever he knows at you and and whether you take it on board or not is is okay. down to whoever he's telling, yeah. Uh, and and for me personally, I I love to take anything on board that I suppose not just Matt, but anybody has to say. I mean, we we had Matt on at the start of the season to talk through the team, and he, he, I mean, I I took him to the airport once. I had a good few hours with him, and he, he is good to listen to. I pre- appreciate you nineteen. I know I keep saying you nineteen. It's I don't want that to be the thing, but. It is very tough for a British goalie to make it in this league. There's been it's very few cases in the start getting a starting spot. What's what's your plan? How are you going to play over the next few years? I realise you're in storm now. You're getting the games, but that might not be always the case because we always go down the import rule. What what have you? What's your mindset over the next couple of years? I think for me to kind of give you a set answer on that would be. Not only unfair on myself, but unfair to kind of say like, "Well, this is what I'm going to do," yeah, and then yeah. that that maybe not happen or something like that. But for me personally, I absolutely love how the Storm work. I think they're a great, great team, great bunch of lads, great organisation, and I have no incentive to rapidly get out of there. So I think the ice time that Storm give us. Is is brilliant. Uh, we kind of get the chance to skate every day. Whether whether Matt says, "Yeah, you can take a day off today," like if we've if we've had a long weekend, he'll say you can take a day off today. But the ice is still ours if you want it. And if I've spent Saturday Sunday back in Evan up, which I have, I suppose no problem with because that's kind of the role I was I was put into this year. Uh, I'm more than happy happy to jump on that ice that we get so I think for the rest of this season it's important that I kind of just keep on the straight and narrow uh, keep working hard on and off the ice uh, I think in in the professional hockey world uh, a lot of your progress and development is also down to sort of a mindset game 
whether who wants it more. Uh, so I think even when I'm away from the ice, I can still be improving, whether that just be telling myself, yeah, I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to train well tomorrow, or whether that be I train really well today, I've earned a rest, kind of just go home and relax. It's it's For me, it's about knowing kind of when you need to be upbeat and high tempo and when you need to be kind of laying off sort of the gym or maybe you've skated for an hour and a half, like time to come down a little bit. But I think over the next few years, like you, you said, kind of where do I see myself? Just, just working hard. Uh, I couldn't tell you where I'll be right next year, the year after, five years, ten years. I, I don't know. I think the opportunities that I've been given this year alone have have come as a huge shock to to play sort of six games in a row. Uh, if you'd have asked me if I was going to do that at the start of the season, I'd have I'd have probably told you no chance, especially not in a row. Uh. So I think, yeah, next year, the year after, the year after that, whatever time period you give me, I think the the only answer that I can confidently give to you that I will one hundred percent be doing is is just working hard and where wherever I go, I'll go and what will be will be kind of kind of thing. You're just blowing my mind with how mature you are and how like sort of these answers are just like way above what I think we've had off a lot of people before. Um, in terms of where you'll be down the line, I'd like to think you'll be playing in the Sheffield shit in about two years' time. So uh, we'll start the campaign now. Bring the uh, bring the local boy back to his roots and uh, no, get you in the I'm orange shirt the in a couple ball. of years. <laughs> <laughs> I would expect to go like. <laughs> I'm sure you wouldn't want to upset any sort of uh, Storm fans and and teammates alike. We've got a few of your teammates on. Sully's been on, and Coral's been on, and and Gin, etc. Who are you living with right now? Who, who do you, I assume you share with one of your teammates at, at the moment? Do you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually with Sully and Coral. Uh, I have a funny thing you might say that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we've got Mitchell Martin in here as well, uh, who's obviously it's his rookie year this year too. He's he's older than me, but he's a great guy. Uh, Sully and Mikey, both great guys. Mikey loves to cook, which is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sully loves his films and, and Netflix, which is also brilliant. <laughs> and and Marty's just just a great guy. So I think we have a a good setup kind of in the in the house. It must be incredible. Like Sully's probably like the dad, isn't he? To be fair, he's probably there looking after <laughs> you all. The elder elder statesman of the group as well. And. People say I can talk, but I think you can talk even more than me, to be fair. We had a great chat with Mikey and uh, and Sully especially. Um, thank you for your time. You've been absolutely incredible as a guest. It must be a Manchester thing. That house where you guys live, some of the best chats we've had have been from that house. So say hi to Sully and, 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 and Mikey and stuff as well, because it's been absolutely yeah, incredible for. having you all on as well. And Hope you get better soon. And you've not had a, an easy week this week, should we say, in terms yeah. of, uh, you know, won't go into any detail, obviously. But uh, yeah. thanks again for coming on. And it's been a pleasure speaking to you. No, thank you very much for having me on. I, I, I really appreciate it.